Hello, welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today we have a special guest. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name. It's it's Moaz. It, how do you say your name? Do you mind to say your own name for me? Moaz. Hi, Alan. Moaz. Uh, okay, how are you? I produce myself, Moaz Shahme, software engineer and developer, Google Dev Library author in Flutter and Dart technologies. Maybe last, uh, last, last week I uh, meet with the Google Dev Library Googler, employees, Sebastian. I uh, talked uh, about MetaSEO, my package uh, MetaSEO, which enhances web apps of Flutter, uh, Flutter uh, web apps, enhance it to support search engine optimization. This is the book from a web, website. Uh, I have the baccalaureus in information technology and computing. Now I study master in web sciences. I do many of websites, maybe more than 20 websites, live websites, in many technologies or backend technologies, and uh, maybe more than 40 games. Published into stores, uh, yes, and have uh, many uh, good uh, rates in stores. So we're here to talk about Flutter. So we call it Flutter networking, advanced Flutter networking. Basically, how to work with the network, such as you know, internet, uh, in an advanced way. So this is talking about uh, caching, pagination, retry policies within Flutter itself. So, um, I mean. Have you run into network issues while developing Flutter applications? Yes, uh, Alan. Thank you for the question. Maybe before uh, the network advanced Tubex network, if you let me uh, make some introduction about uh, internet network. Please, please go ahead. Yes. The internet uh, maybe work as server side and client side. Yes. Both, both gathering uh, information and connection between server side and the client side this make apps or applications run and the websites in general runs runs correct the connection between two the server and the client this is we uh, focus in, in this meeting the connection so you you heard about the uh, HTTP, Hypertext Transfer Protocol, or HTTPS Secure, if you talk about secure, secure connection. The image of networking illustrated as I, as I see before, as client and server side. From Flutter perspective, you deal with client side. Until now, you deal with client side in Flutter. In Dart programming language, you deal with server side. And you deal with the client side with Dart programming language. Until now, no connection between Flutter and Dart as server side and client side. You feel the missing link between Flutter and Dart as connection between server and the client. We discuss this in details later. HTTP 
as I said, or uh, UDP, this make the internet work now. HTTP request response to have the information or data. This make the, the internet work or network between apps or uh, websites. So in this uh, meeting, we focus on uh, advanced Flutter networking. We talked before Flutter, we deal uh, with it until now as client side, client side as web. We focus on uh, caching and pagination and retry policies. This is most three important topics to know to make advanced uh, web, web apps in Flutter and uh, make resistance for uh, web apps, professional web apps, make performance to these, to these web apps in Flutter. Well, I think the main issue that people end up having is maybe a not so good network, right? Yes. So I live in Hong Kong. We have some islands that are a little bit, the, the network is not so good. And I have to somehow deal with that. Yes. Right. Is there some uh, mechanisms built into Dart or built into Flutter uh, SDK itself that will help me to deal with this kind of bad network issue? Yes. Thank you for the question. This, the, from the main topics uh, we discussed in this uh, meeting for, for uh, retry policies, if you uh, face these problems, for example, with network or uh, with application request for the HTTP, maybe delay the request or delay the, you have delay the response from the response of the HTTP. If you don't want the application is crashed down, this maybe you handle this problem by retry policies. Okay. Now, now the, the retry policy, right? How can I make something like that? What do I need to do? Like what would be like step one if I need to have some kind of retry mechanism? Yes. For uh, retry policies, when this problem face you, this problem happens when the failed network request, as we talked before, when you deal with HTTP, you deal as request and response. You send request and have response. You send request whenever the HTTP method, for example, get, post, bot, options, delete, whatever the option, the, the method of HTTP request. So when you send request and you don't have the response directly or after a while, this is the problem of retry policies. You need to do something called retry policies. When this problem happens, for example, as you talked before, poor connectivity, for example, of internet, you send request and request not, not accessed or not move it to the server side from problem of connectivity of internet, for example. Another problem is server errors. 
another thing return back when uh, when http you deal with http as we talk it there is methods of http as we talk we get both both delete options whatever another thing with the http request you have response there is standard of response numbers numerated uh, as classification of responses it is standard now in web maybe 100 of uh, okay 100 uh, 200 is okay 201 is created what whatever of uh, 200 classified into numbers 300 is moved or uh, whatever uh, 400 or uh, 404 is famous one 404 is not found another thing responses from server side errors 500 500 this errors name it as server side errors okay these errors you need to do something name it retry policies with this problems of server side server side problems for example endpoint not exist endpoint moved maybe parameters uh, for, for uh, request change it or nothing or uh, something uh, missed or authentication needed whatever this error name it as server side errors now how to deal with this problems with retry policies and you need to make your uh, flutter app resilience and confident app so you need to maybe um, many uh, of people talk about this problem or experts of uh, flutter talk it in details in this problem because it's famous problem in, uh, in networking in general but here we, we will focus in uh, two or three or gold uh, things to do in uh, dealing with this problem first one is the how many times you retry policy there is a famous package in the flutter uh, named as do do many of the um, as you deal with flutter as client side yes with flutter Many of packages you can deal with it. One of them HTTP, one of them DU. DU, there is in DU as retry, how many retry times? For example, three times and crash the network or appear the error of networking, for example, in your app. There is error in connection, for example. You deal with this. After, for example, five uh, times of error of networking or retry, uh, retry the connection, appear this in as uh, no connection or whatever. Another thing, this first one, first one is how many times retry the connection if it's failed. This first. Second, waiting. 
between one request to another request. Delay or delay. There is in Flutter something named future delayed. Future delayed, for example, one second, millisecond, whatever, microsecond, whatever of time. You specify the time between request and the next request. This is second. Also, if you want, if you don't want to use future delayed, there is in Dart something named isolate. With isolate, you can do the same thing as future delayed or async programming. Is parallel programming. Isolate, you can call the function as sleep. Sleep function delay the request. Yes, make sleep before the next request. This second topic. First is how many times of request. Second is waiting between requests. And the third or last thing, you deal with the failed retry after waiting after. number of retries you finish the connection because handle of leaks for example in memory and networking whatever finish the connection with the network after times you specified in your app for example three times of request failed request and waiting between request and other request you you access the point of finishing request failed requests then you for example appear to the user failed request or failed internet connection whatever this is the third thing i illustrate in this problem retry policies and flutter network yes well it's good that you kind of how do you say you need to make sure you understand what kind of error you have then you know how and if you should retry right like you said if it's a server error maybe not always retry because it could be some bug on their side could also be bad input on your side too right yes it could be multiple issues that may may be happening and or even like like you said broken path or some kind of path which is incorrect I mean, if you retry that, it's not going to do much difference so quickly, right? Yes, thank you for the question. Maybe if you if you are the developer of the the web app or the web uh, the application, the Flutter application, you know the paths, or call it in web science endpoint. Endpoint. If you let me talk more than more about this endpoint, endpoint the URL. If you hit URL in the browser. Click enter. Almost you you call the get method in the browser. Behind the the URL, there is something called backend. Maybe this the problem until now not solved in Flutter. Maybe Jasper something like Jasper. Good work in this in this topic server side rendering. The link between Flutter as a front end, 
and back end of Dart programming language is missing until now. I I talked uh, many times with the Googler and the Flutter team about this problem. Maybe need some more some big work to solve this uh, issue. But okay, uh, Flutter as the front end or UI user experience, whatever. Dart and Dart, there is a shelf shelf package. You deal with server side, but the connection between shelf and the Flutter is missing until now. Yes, you deal with back end. Back end, there are many technologies in back end with the web. For example, PHP programming language, if you deal with frameworks as Laravel, Symfony, ENG, whatever of PHP programming language, because it's more than 30 years for first edition. Yes. If you deal with the Python, Flask, or Django, whatever. If you deal with the .NET, C Sharp, whatever of programming language, .NET of Microsoft. If you deal with the Elixir or Erlang, you deal with the Phoenix framework, MVC framework. Yes. Whatever of back-end technology, you prepare the ABI. Call it ABI, Application Programming Interface. So you deal with ABI, prepare the back-end. Back-end as service. Now, uh, famous thing is uh, as back-end as a service is Firebase and uh, Superbase. You deal with Flutter as uh, with Firebase and uh, Superbase. This thing is as back-end as a service. Do the homework uh, from you and prepare the back-end to you. You deal with it as back-end as a service. If you don't think this, you don't want uh, this, same I, 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 I prepare or I prefer do my homework in back-end. Do everything, uh, so, uh, especially in, in big applications. You need to modify everything in, in back-end. You prepare the back-end as ABI, Application Programming Interface. You prepare the paths, the paths and parameters. If you do something next step, as a next step, you do something as authentication, authorization, whatever, Auth2 or whatever uh, the method you, uh, you have in authentication, Beerer or whatever of feeder uh, security. This is uh, security things to uh, save the back end or the server. You do uh, something related to security things, authorization or authentication, whatever. You have the URL or path, HTTP or HTTPS slash www whatever slash, for example, persons. In backend, you prepare this as, for example, git method or post method, whatever. In this idea, maybe you know the URL. If you, you are uh, the developer of the website and the application, you know the URL and you know the method and you know the, for example, API key. For example, uh, authentication method you, uh, you prepare to save the backend, the server, and uh, the client. 
this to mix if you are the developer you know but not this uh, problem you 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 face it in uh, in real uh, flutter uh, applications or published applications published applications for example uh, connection internet of a client of user application for example user install the application from the store maybe connection network for example error or uh, because you you prepare the, everything in the app and publish the app so uh, the uh, the connection for example or uh, http or https not supported these problems you can handle by retry policies yes yeah but i'm also thinking too um so you you connect it to a server and it's actually returning it in invalid uh code right because you can actually change the response code on the server side so if the response of the server is different than so the response data is different than the response code does that make sense so it could be a server error but they're returning uh you know, like 200 for some strange reason. Is there a way that I can protect myself from this kind of problem? Yes, thank you for the question. This lead, maybe lead, lead us to another topic. Uh, maybe Facebook uh, published the technology named the GraphQL. GraphQL, you don't uh, need to prepare the server side and the front uh, and signed or client signed, there is one endpoint in GraphQL. I took it uh, maybe more than uh, two hours in this topic in my YouTube channel about GraphQL and how to deal with the Flutter. GraphQL, you prepare one endpoint for, for all the application, one endpoint. After preparing uh, the endpoint of the GraphQL, the work now in the front end, in client side, not in server side. In client side, you send what you want and the response you have as you want in client side, not in server. The work, all the work in client side, in, uh, in uh, mutations and uh, whatever, in GraphQL technology. Yes, maybe this solve uh, many problems in RESTful API or, or REST APIs about uh, multi endpoints. The GraphQL endpoint, one endpoint, and you have all you want in one endpoint in the client side. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I actually, I use GraphQL a lot for my backends, right? And I, and I remember what you're saying where with GraphQL, you can send, the nice part is that you can easily traverse your data. You can get the data, only the data that you want. But the bad part is that no matter what the response is, you're always going to get a, I think it's a 200 response. I forgot, or 202. Because every request is a post request. Yes. Even if you're doing uh, something that a get request would normally do. And, uh, but if there's an error, you still get a valid 200 something response. Right. So you're saying for that case in particular, I have to actually look at the payload itself to figure out what the error could be. I don't understand the question. You have the response 200 
Okay. Okay response from server side. Yeah. So so with GraphQL, basically, as I understand, every response is always like 200 or 202. I can't remember which one it is. Yes. Even if the response is not good. Yeah. So that's the confusing part. So you cannot only rely on just the error status code. You have to also take a look at the payload itself. What's coming back from the server? Yes, the response as JSON, for example. Yes, the response itself. Yes. No, I say it could be quite annoying because the response code. I think most people are used to that. Let's look at the response code and let's look at the response itself. But with GraphQL, if you look at the response code, it looks good. Sure. Yes. But the response data itself could be bad. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, you uh, there is uh, something in HTTP post. There is something called body. In HTTP, uh, whatever the HTTP method, there is a header and body of the response or the request. There is header and body. If you have the response as uh, 200, okay, you have the body. In body, there is, for example, JSON or XML, extensible markup language. You have the JSON. And you deal with JSON in your application. Encode or decode the JSON. This is the question or? Uh... Yes, yes. You, because for, for GraphQL, even if you have an error, it's going to return back a valid response. Yes, with GraphQL, the same as uh, RESTful APIs. You deal with JSON. It's a fast, uh, fast networking uh, JSON technology, JavaScript object notation. Uh, if you uh, deal with all the APIs, you deal with XML, extensible markup language. You deal with the soup technology. So yes. Maybe now uh, every technologies in, in web uh, com communicate uh, with the JSON, especially. But uh, the government uh, or uh, financial uh, government or, or financial companies. Uh, you, de you deal with XML for security things. To connect between server and the client, you, you deal with the XML. But now in GraphQL and uh, RESTful APIs, you deal with the JSON, JavaScript, yes. JavaScript object notation as a key and value. But, but I'm saying GraphQL, the specification for GraphQL itself is you basically only get 200 and only sometimes 500. So there could be a server-side error but yes. you're still getting 200 response. Or what you can also do with GraphQL is you can send multiple queries or mutations at the same time in the same request. Some can fail, some can succeed. So you need to go through the payload or the body, as you call it, itself to see what's failed and what's succeeded. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Now you, you've asked the, the, the retribolysis problem. You have the response. Now you have the response. The next step, you deal with the response as a body of response, yes. But we talked before about retry policies. You have not the response of, of, or, uh, or error of response, yes. Sure, you, you deal with the, the response, the correct response or uh, done responses, yes. You deal with your app as you uh, architect these responses or build these responses. Now, to deal with these responses, like I, I think it's, it's quite clear that for certain errors, we need to, to retry. Some we, we should not retry. Um, but now the question is, 
how can I structure my code so that I can easily handle this problem in, in just a few places rather than all throughout my code? Is there a way that I should maybe wrap my HTTP class with something to, to retry? Like, how do you usually handle this problem? I mean, you don't at, like copy and paste your duplication code. You don't copy and paste duplicated code everywhere, right? Do you write like a class wrapper around like DIO? Or are you using something else? Or how do you usually do it? Yes, thank you for the question. This is a deep question in networking. As we talked before in, in HTTP, you deal with HTTP request or response as text or file. This is the standard of HTTP request or response. You deal with text or file. Maybe something named FTP, File Transfer Protocol. No, now you deal with HTTP, with file or HTTP, or text in HTTP request and response. In response, for example, text, if you have the text from response of HTTP, you, you can here make, uh, name it the defensive programming, try catch, for example, whatever of uh, handling the response, try catch or use uh, case, uh, switch case, for example, whatever. You prefer the way to handle the response. And uh, according to this response, you make something in your app. For example, uh, 200, okay, all of them 200, the response. But in the body, uh, you prepare the backend or server side with the messages, for example, of this response. According to these messages, make something in your app. Now, how do you usually handle this? You're, are you making a separate class that handles all the HTTP calls? Yes, as a Dart programming language. In, uh, in programming, not maybe uh, many of methods to, self, to solve this uh, issue for loop or uh, switch uh, case, whatever. While loop or do I loop whatever of, uh, programming concept, but the important thing, you handle all the responses as you build them in back end. All of them according to uh, business logic or uh, requirements of your app or system. Functional requirement or non-functional requirement, yes. Yeah, I, I just remembered something that happened uh, that's actually happening in a project of mine is that we have rate limiting and actually you have to examine the header for the response of when you should try again. So that's another thing to think about too, that maybe not many people think about is rate limiting. Usually that's for third party APIs. They don't want you to use them too much. So they'll try to stop you and delay you from uh, trying again. So that's a really good thing to also keep in mind. Maybe this topic in, uh, in server side, uh, something uh, named cores, cross origin uh, resource sharing. Oh yeah. All developers hate cores. It's not easy to deal with. <laughs> yes, but uh, this is a preferred security way to save uh, your server side. Yeah. Yes. Uh, cores, uh, cross-origin resource sharing. You have, you prepare all the backend, but you you have the access or accessibility to something from your API, for example, specified the URLs or paths with the specific function or uh, work, yes. 
not open all your back end to all people. Yes. This named the cores in web technologies. Yes. Well, it's good. Can we? Can you actually explain cores to the audience? Because I don't know if everybody knows what is cores. Of course, you and I both know cores, though. Do you mind to give a quick explanation of cores? Yes, thank you, uh, Alan. As I talked uh, before, uh, cores uh, to uh, to make uh, something security for your website or server side. You make uh, cores uh, links. You specify the links to open sharing. In server side and the client side, return back to the first of this meeting. We have in in web in web technologies server side and client side. Cores this issue appears where, or when this technology appears, when you deal from server to server, you need something called cores C O R S. To to something to to make a calling from server to server, or from server to client. If you into the the same server, you don't need the cores. If, for example, if you are programming in PHP, you you make directly connection with backend database, directly connection. You don't need cores, or if you make cores don't uh, affect your uh, working. But if you deal with server-to-server -server side, for example, uh, third-party services, if you deal with, uh, for example, SMS uh, service or Google Maps, for example, whatever, uh, Google Maps uh, service as third-party, named uh, third-party services, you need cores. Here, cores, the importance of cores. Cores make security of resources of your server. So a layer of security about resources of your server. This thing save your server side from attacks, for example, whatever, to, to save your paths in your server side. So for example, in, in your website, you have a login, for example, or create account. You don't need to this login to access it from HTTP request or response from outside your website. Something called the XSS or CSRF. You make a cookie a cookie key in your website to save you the links in your website to to. Accept these functions or calls from your website. You make something uh, random key, call it the CSRF or uh, XSS. This key random, randomly generated. This save your uh, website, your website, from uh, outer uh, attacks. The same here, calls complementary of this topic cores if another uh, or out from outside your website send request to your website for for example login uh, url if you have cores in your server side you deny this this call yeah that that makes sense yeah thank you 
the things that people really hate about cores is usually it's only in the browser that's really a problem, right? Rather than on the server side. Cores related to uh, API in general, yes. What may end up happening for some people is they maybe they make this API and they make their Flutter app and maybe they're using uh, Mac or Windows to, to access it, works fine. And then they export their Flutter app as web and then nothing's working because they have to actually handle this cores issue because usually it's a browser issue than an API issue necessarily. You need to uh, access from your server side to open this cores uh, from your server side. Yeah, the browser will tell you if it, you know, which, what's the origin it should be. Yes. Maybe uh, if you search, uh, if you need more uh, information about this topic, you search in MDN, Mozilla Firefox uh, documentation about this. You have uh, advanced uh, explanation of this topic. Cores MDN, if you search about this, yes. You have all information about cores, uh, where you use it, yes. C-O-R-S-M-D-N. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's good. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you mentioned about the XSS, right? That's the cross-site. Cross-origin resource sharing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the issue. Most frameworks have something built in for this. So you have to look and see which framework you're using. And you may also run into this problem with um, S3. S3 also has a cores issue you need to to solve. Yes. Even for uploading files to like S3 or Firebase, you need to also set your cores policy, right? So even if you're not running your own backend, uh, you need to also handle this stuff. And I think Superbase probably also, I haven't tried Superbase, yes. but I'm, I'm guessing you probably need to also set this up too. So it's not just only custom backend, it's for basically anywhere where users need to send a request. Of course, yes. Web technology, security web technologies. Yeah, definitely. So you're, you're running into this issue. And you can only really see the problem uh, if you're using this in the browser. You can only really see this within the, the, the console, the, uh, the, that web console or something. I don't know. Was it JavaScript console? It'll tell you the error there because with JavaScript, usually it fails and doesn't tell you what's going on. So you have to take a look to see why it's not working. Now, um, you also brought up about pagination within our, our email like how do you usually handle pagination within your apps yes uh, we have uh, another topics in advanced networking in flutter uh, first retry policies another thing is caching and uh, pagination the same uh, idea in uh, retry policies the, the pagination you don't need for example uh, the record you have in response for example 1000 record you don't need uh, all of 1,000 records. You need, for example, first uh, 10, for example, ads. For first uh, 10 ads. I, I uh, developed the Tadawal real estate application. In this application, I developed the pagination. This topic is famous in, uh, for example, ads applications or uh, e-commerce applications. You need pagination. What is pagination? Pagination, for example, you need the first 10 records from your response. After that, for example, if you scroll down, download another 10 topics, 10 records, until you have the last one. In Flutter, you have a scroll controller in list view and grid view. Preferred way in Flutter, list view builder. 
دوت بلدر جريد فيو دوت بلدر يو هاف كنترولر ان بوث ليست فيو اور جريد فيو يو هاف تو يوز سكرول كنترولر يس وذ سكرول كنترولر يو ميك باجينيشن ان ويب فلتر اب انذر ثينك از كاشينج كاشينج ان ان ويب ان فلتر ويب ابس يو نيد سمثينج نيمد كاشينج كاشينج وات از كاشينج ذا سيف ذا سيفينج اوف ريسبونس ان يور اب تو ا بيريود واي يو يو يوز ذس يو يوز ذس تو سيف ريسورسز to minimize the request and response of your HTTP you have caching in your app there are many uh, technologies or packages in uh, Flutter you can do uh, caching with it for example HTTP cache another thing uh, if you need to uh, work locally Many uh, plugins or uh, packages in Bob.dev. One of them, uh, SQLite or SQF Entity, if you deal with the ORM, you have the response from HTTP and save it locally in your app or your application as a local database, SQLite or SQF Entity or Hive, whatever. One hint uh, in SQLite. If you develop many versions of your SQLite or SQF entity, this problem you face it if you, for example, develop big programs such as ERB entity relation, ERB of companies, management of companies, or smaller than ERB accounting program or sales program. You need to update the features of your app. If you deal as locally, I developed many of ERB applications, website or Flutter applications. Yes, and you do you need to update features as locally or the website. Now we talk about locally, SQLite. If you don't need If you don't want the crash of your app, if you change the SQLite the tables, something named version of SQLite. You need to update the version every update on your tables or schema in your SQLite or SQF entity. Or Hive, if you want to use boxes, named box in in Hive. Yes, these things. Another thing in caching, maybe you have uh, image cache package uh, named cached network image. This is useful to uh, cache the image you receive it from uh, server side. You make uh, some caching to image in your uh, app, in your Flutter app. Now, in caching, we have two topics important in my uh, opinion for caching in your Flutter application. After you have caching or you do caching of your network response, there are two topics maybe need to consider in developing your Flutter app. One thing is invalidate the cache. So you need to invalidate the cache and return to 
request and response of your HTTP. Here, you need to invalidate the caching. When to invalidate and return back to the connection of HTTP. This is one. The second is time, time of caching. How time you need to cache the response of your HTTP. In, in web technologies, not in Flutter, there is uh, something called cookie in web technologies, cookie and uh, session. Cookie, if you specified cookie in web technologies, you need to specify the period of this cookie. For example, one year, two year, whatever of time, yes. In application or Flutter application, the same idea. You deal with the client side application. So you need to specify the time of your cache in your application. After that, after uh, this time, destroy the caching. Yes, this is two important things in caching: invalidate the cache and uh, and uh, the time of caching. What is the time of caching? Now uh, we talked about uh, three uh, important things in advanced networking in Flutter. First is uh, caching. Second is uh, retrieve. Second is uh, pagination. is important to handle uh, how many records in your application you need. After that, make something called pagination. And uh, the last thing is uh, retrieve policies. Retrieve policies, as we talked before. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the pagination stuff is can be tricky too. Also, there's no standard pagination style for APIs, so you have to look at your API to see how that part works. I think we're, we're starting to run a little bit low on time. We also start a little bit late. Um, is there anything about uh, Flutter advanced networking topics that you think we need to uh, leave people with before we, we close out our, our session? Yes, Alan. Maybe we talk at the... Maybe if you uh, you develop uh, Flutter applications, you face many of topics. One of them, three of them, as we talked, cache and pagination and uh, retribolysis. Why this topics appears? To make your application resilience and confidence in your users' experience. You need to handle these topics. Yes. To make uh, your uh, Flutter app, web app, or Flutter app with connection of uh, HTTP is, uh, is uh, professional. That's good. Um, well, I wanted to thank you for coming on to talk about this topic because it's super important. Not a lot of people talk about uh, networking issues, surprisingly. And, but the thing is that happens a lot. The network is not very stable, especially if you're on your mobile phone. You could run out of connection very easily and, you know, most people don't handle that kind of problem. So it's good that we talk about this. Thank you. So again, thank you for coming on and I hope to have you again in the future. Thank you, Alan.